the college experience Atlantic 10 college basketball preview on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie is doing everything they can to help hashtag DGENs only cash big, including a 50% deposit match on your first deposit. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP to get a 50% deposit match only at MyBookie.ag. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use the promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's thrivefantasy.com, promo code SGP. Sign up and prop up today. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Welcome to the college experience Atlantic 10 college basketball preview. My name is Colby swinging Dan to base Dan, AKA pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick might <laughs> right. And I'm joined by my co-host. If you've been listening to these basketball previews, we've really been knocking them out the park. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, home brew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving, former, former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. What's up, buddy? What's going on, man? A10 action. That was the best introduction yet. I feel great about myself. And you know me, NC Nick. I know you, you. You know you're an alum from an A10 school, but yeah, I mean, I think you know me. You know, I'm Missouri. Look, I love, I love the Big East and the ACC and Big Ten specifically. Those conferences are all fantastic. I mean, I watch any type of college basketball game. I watch, you know me. We watch any type of basketball game, but you know, I have a soft spot in my heart. The Atlantic 10 and the Missouri Valley are two that I just really watch as much as I can. I love these conferences. I love what they're doing. And uh, obviously since they expanded and, and, and got, uh, and got, you know, Davidson and George Mason and VCU and uh, whoever I'm not forgetting anyone else. I'm not sure, but uh, a 10, this is a legit college basketball conference. I think a lot of people don't realize that. Um, I know a lot of the experts are even saying like, Hey, this is a legit college basketball conference. You should tune into this because this year they're about eight or nine deep this year. Yeah, man. Eight, 10 is good. Eight, 10 is good stuff. Uh, yeah. I would say they're yeah, exactly. Either eight or nine deep. You got eight or nine really good teams here. Uh, you know, whenever they play the big boys, they usually find you know, at least some success. What you didn't mention, I think they still have their conference tournament up in Atlantic City, New Jersey. 
Love the that. shithole of Atlantic <laughs> City, but it's a gambler's paradise. <laughs> we love gambling. We love college basketball. We love the A10. And, and, let's uh, let's get to the preview. Well, and one could only wonder what Dayton would have done last year in the tournament. I think there's two. I mean, it's sad for a lot of teams. If you're a Gonzaga fan, you you think maybe you know certain big schools were putting things together. Dayton were ha- was having their best year they've ever had. San Diego State was having the best year they ever had. Yeah, it was really sad to see a lot of these teams, especially like Dayton, because I'll be honest, San Diego State was starting to lose a little bit. I was getting a little weary on them. I took Utah State to beat them in the Mountain West Championship, and I hit on that. But Dayton was one that truly passed the eye test. I know me and you went to to a Dayton game where they destroyed Rhode Island. Um, they actually, I thought, had as good good as chance as anybody to win the national championship. I really believe that last year. San Diego State, no, yeah, I don't, I don't I believe that. Yeah, right. No, no, I, I totally agree. I would have penciled Dayton to be a Final Four right off the bat. Um, yeah, they were just they were loaded last year. We all know Obi Toppin, but yeah, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a one man team. They were just, they were good all the way around. A great team, and that is the one that was the biggest shame of the whole cancellation was that we didn't get to see Dayton with their best roster ever. We didn't get to see what they could do come March. You know, uh, if you, I, I think they would have got to the Final Four, and if you're in the Final Four, then you got a chance to win it all. It would have been a lot of fun for us to see a school like Dayton win the whole thing. We've had a lot of people come close. We've had, you know, actually a lot of people within this conference, like DCU, like George Mason, yeah. you know, go to final fours, you know, Butler's been to the championship game. We haven't yet had a team win it yet. Even, even Texas tech, you know, even though they're in a major conference, they're a, Obscure yeah. school in West Texas, you know. Gonzaga at the doorstep. <laughs> I mean, Gonzaga, Gonzaga and UNC. They were at the doorstep yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, usually the the uh, blue blood finds a way to to win it, but it would have been a lot of fun to watch uh, Dayton's journey through the tournament. And you know, hey, what are you going to do, man? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Anthony Grant's building something there, so we'll talk more on them, I'm sure. Let's jump out the gate here. <clears throat> Um, I think I know what you're doing, but let's just go with, uh, go with, t- speak freely on your top team in the Atlantic 10 conference, the Richmond spiders I Richmond love- is loaded. Yeah. I, I, I love what they're yeah. doing. And I love the fact that, you know, when we first started to get into basketball, if you go back to the years of, you know, when grant Hill and, you know, the UNLV teams and every, everything, uh, Richmond was a really good program. They've been a good program, but they always have, uh, you know, I feel like they took a little bit of a step back late nineties, early two thousands, but you go, you go back in the, the early nineties, they were putting together uh solid teams, making the tournament, making some runs. Uh, yeah. I'm excited to see. I, I watched this team come along last year and they were a fun team to watch. So why, why do you like well, them? Number one. Well, first off, they don't lose anybody. They're running it back. You know, so last year Richmond finished second in the A10. The A10, they were uh, 14 and four within the conference. They were 24 and seven overall. They beat some of the big schools. They beat Wisconsin. They beat Vanderbilt, Boston College. Uh, you know, I know Vandy and BC. You know, they're not great basketball programs, but they're in major conferences, and we know Wisconsin is. So, uh, I mean, this team here, yeah, you know, they they have five. They start five seniors. Yeah, you know, this is the quintessential mid-major experienced team. 
it's the the mid-major coach it's their dream team right here Chris Moody. Uh, they're just so so well balanced i mean you know i guess if, if there's one you know blemish or one one weakness is possibly that they don't have like that that superstar player they don't have the ob Toppin. They don't have, you know, the one guy who is going to be, you know, have his name known, you know, across the country, but uh, they're just rock solid. You know, they finished second last year and they bring everybody back. I think they're a team that could be, you know, top 20 in the country ceiling and watch out come March. Every, if everyone stays healthy, Richmond is going to surprise some people. If they get like an eight or nine seed or a 10 or 11 seed or, you know, I just think actually, you know, the A10 is is more respected than they have in the past. They might even be, you know, like a five seat or something. Yeah. Uh, I just say watch out for the Virgin Spiders. I know Jacob Gilliard's a beast. Um, but Grant Golden, have I I've I like I said, I watch a lot of A10 basketball guys. Grant Golden, one of my favorites. I watched him hit a game winning three against somebody last year. It was fantastic. I want to say it was Rhode Island. Uh, this whole team is good. And by the way, I, I, I do want to give a shout out to, we were talking about this on, on the big East pod is that uh, Chris Mooney, the head coach of Richmond been there since Oh five, 15 years with the program. That's what I'm talking about. Only thing, you know, he's still not the leader. Cause, uh, cause uh, Davidson's coach, Bob McKillop been there since 89, 19 fucking 89. I love it. I love seeing it, but no, the spiders Dude, are low. One more thing about Richmond here. So I mentioned Richmond starts five seniors. Three of them are red shirt seniors. These guys are about as old as me and you here. I mean, these are grown <laughs> men, you know, the rest of the, the rest of the eight ten is not going to hang. I'm surprised you don't have Richmond number one also. So uh, who do you have? Number one, I'm going to take a flyer on the, on, on the, this team's got a lot of hype, right? I'm going to take a flyer. And I'm not no pun intended with Dayton because I don't have Dayton number one. I got the Billikins, the Billikins of St. Louis. I think it's their best roster Travis Ford has ever had. Remember Travis Ford, the uh, Kentucky guard who played in the uh, with the, that was the he played in the Grand Hill game, right? I think it was that. I think it was their guard in that game. I, he might have been a couple years after that. He might have been a couple years after that. But uh, the Billikins, they they basically bring everyone back. Okay, they lost Tay Weaver. That's it. But uh, Hassan French is back. Twelve point four points a game, ten point four boards. He's max with he's back with Jordan Jordan Goodwin, who averaged fifteen and a half and ten and a half boards. They also have Gib, Gibson Jimerson, who averaged eleven from a season ago. They bring in a UNC Wilmington transfer, and this guy was Martin Linson was decent at UNC Wilmington. Javante Perkins is still there getting 15 a game. The real question is Yuri Collins at the point guard spot. That's the only spot that I really see. And I go, eh, I don't know. Point guard play is so important in college basketball, but they also bring in a couple decently recruited freshmen. I'm excited to see. So uh, I, I like the Billikens here. Now I know last year, this team as a team, uh, you know, I bet, on the Billikens early in the year. I liked them from an athletic standpoint over a lot of uh, a 10 schools, but they could not make free throws down the stretch. I'm hoping that was a learning lesson. <laughs> um, and I'm going to take the Billikens here as a surprise team. Travis, I, I think when you look at the starting five, I think it's as good as any. 
Yeah, it's not that crazy. So I have St. Louis coming in third. Um, a common theme among the the top echelon teams here in the A10 is a ton of experience. They have there's there's you know several teams here that bring back almost entire rosters. Richmond brings back their entire roster, but St. Louis just loses that one guy. Um, yeah, man. I mean, their backcourt is legit. They got three guys that average double digits. And then you pair them in the backcourt with uh, Hassan French on the inside. Uh, they're solid. They're complete. They're deep. There is a lot to like for the Billikens. Um, you know, they finished, I think, uh, fourth in the A-10 last year, 12 and six, 23 and eight. Nice year. I expect them to improve upon that record this year. There's a lot to like in St. Louis, man. And, you know, and if you look at it, you know, their starters, you got two seniors and three sophomores. So, uh, you know, yeah, they'll lose a couple of guys this year, but next year they're not going to skip a beat, man. They're, that program is headed in the right direction. I like what they're doing in St. Louis. Yeah. And uh, I mean, like I said, one to eight, I think is vi- in this conference, which makes it, they don't have the, uh, the Villanova essentially that's cut and dry above or, or, you know, you know, certain conferences have a, a team or two that is just, this one to me is like, you have eight teams. It, it, you're going to be battling every night, every night for the most part, unless you're playing Fordham, you better, you better buckle up. You know what I mean? Because all these teams are good. My number, I, I have actually Richmond third on mine, third uh, on, on mine. And I think that doesn't mean that's not a bad thing. Like, I think it could be, that could be a one game difference. You know what I mean? No, I totally agree. You know, I, I think, uh, yeah, it's going to be murderer's row here as far as the schedule. Cause a lot of these teams are pretty damn even. And you mentioned, yeah, this is a kind of a funny conference where there might only be two tiers, you know, maybe a third tier between like ninth and 11th place. But I totally agree. One through eight could be very interchangeable. So it's going to be tough, man. Um, so I'm at curiosity, you know, is, is getting the best of me. Who's your second? Cause I, I'm assuming we're, we're going to share it. I'm going to ride with the flyers. I'm not going to go with St. Bonaventure. Oh. I'm going to ride with the flyers. Never I think Jalen Crutchin is back with Dayton. And I, you know, I thought he was actually, look, I know Toppin was got all the hype with the dunks and everything. And he was great. But when the game was on the line, Crutchin was the man. He was the complete go-to guy when they needed a bucket and they still have EB Watson. Now I know they're bringing in a shit ton of freshmen. So with depth, perhaps, or, or not with depth, with experience, perhaps they're not on the level of a Richmond or something, but I think from a talent perspective, they might be, I mean, they, they might be as good as anybody in the whole conference. They're bringing in some talented freshmen. Um, but well, I, I am a big Jalen Crutcher fan. Jalen Crutcher is going to be, you know, eight, 10 first team. He's a baller. That's a nice place to start a team. I think EB Watson is very good too. Yeah. Yeah. So I have Dayton fourth. Um, you know, not only do they lose Obi Toppin, but they also lose Trey Landers and Ryan Mike. So don't forget about that. Yeah. Um, so the good thing is that the backcourt with Crutcher and Watson, I mean, that's a great backcourt. We know guards, you know, if, if, if you want to be strong in one position or one, you know, front court, back court in college basketball, you want to have the back court, the back court runs the ship. Um, so, and you know, that's why I have them fourth. I just think losing top and landers and Mike sales is going to be a bit too much to overcome. Um, they only have six guys on the roster who have played college basketball. Yeah. Who played a game. 
So they're going to be young. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm a little worried about depth. I'm a little worried about these, these, these young, uh, fresh faces here. There's a lot of unknown, but you know, Anthony Grant is, is going to do, I mean, you know, he, he kind of flamed out at Alabama. He seems like he is a great mid-major coach. Yeah, so if Dayton is down a little bit this year, they won't be down for long. I really love what Anthony Grant's doing there. And I mean, fourth in the eight ten is nothing to sneeze at. That's, you know, this is, this is a good conference well, here. And, and uh, when you look at I it, I couldn't have many higher. And when you look at it, man, I know the freshmen are the big question mark, but the projected starting five that I'm looking at has f- what four of five being senior three, four of the five are, or three of the five are red shirt seniors. That means fifth year. Jalen Crutcher's a senior, not a red shirt fourth year. And chase Johnson at the power forward spot is a red shirt junior. So you essentially have uh, f- w- five seniors, H- however you want to look at it. Yeah. But look at that front court. I mean, they, they may be seniors that may have been around the program for a while, but they haven't been on the court much. Uh, they're two, they're two forwards or two front court guys combined. Don't have an, don't have an average over 10 points a game. You got a guy who's averaged, you know, the, the, the six eleven redshirt senior Jordy Tishamanga, he averages three points a game. The, oh. the other forward, Chase Johnson, the six nine redshirt junior, five points a game. So uh, you're going to take a leap of faith that these guys can, you know, step into starting roles and you know produce like starters. Uh, potentially they could, but I'm just saying they haven't played much in their four or five years around the program. So I. There's probably a reason why they haven't played that much. They're probably, you know, not all that well, talented. Or it could be Maybe Obi. Or it could be Obi Toppin was in front of you. Well, you know, I mean, you still get in there and you know can do better than three points a game, two rebounds a game. I mean, come on, I could do that. <laughs> former former MVP, I, right? <laughs> I was MVP of the, the Herndon basketball league, right? <laughs> uh, who's your Who's your number two then? All right, so my number two is the Bonnies. Love the uh, school. Very similar to, yeah, yeah, very similar to St. Louis and Richmond. It's all about experience here, man. Uh, um, they lose two guys. They were, you know, they were role players. You know, they they got, you know, they were reserves or you know got uh, limited playing time, not key players. So they they're going to start four upperclassmen. All, you know, they're all juniors. So so really watch out for next year. But uh, guard Kyle Lofman and the big man who I think was injured part last year, Osun Osun Iwi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How's that? Was that close? Uh, Osunui <laughs> uh, I think I don't know, maybe, but I, I can tell you this: he's a he's a he's a right. difference maker, and then Lofton's a stud. Yeah, so we got a great inside and outside one-two punch. Plus, there's two other guards on this roster who average over ten points a game. I mean, this backcourt is real nice. The starting five is freaking solid. Depth is a little bit of concern. Uh, they do have a transfer coming in from Miami of uh, Miami of Ohio. Hopefully, he can help with the depth. But uh, really, I mean, experience and you got some some top notch conference players here. I like what the Bonnies are doing. I, I I like them to make the tournament this year. Shout out to Mark Schmidt, the head coach of the Bonnies. Been there thirteen seasons. That's what's great. I'm telling you, it's great to to, to follow these programs. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, I have St. Bonaventure charted in at, uh, where am I at here? I got him at, actually I got him at six. Five. I got him at six, Ooh. but like I said, this is a, 
this is not a normal conference. Like I don't I like I imagine I'm going to be wrong somewhere through 1 through 8 here because of how close 1 through 8 or 1 through 9 are. I just don't know where you sit there and you say, "Well, it's tough cuz I, I you know, I haven't seen their conference scheduled out yet. Are they going to do that? Do they got back-to-back games against Davidson and Richmond? I don't know. It's tough to really I I expect 1 through 8 will be like a four game difference between one and eight. Well, have you named your number two yet? My number two Give is the Flyers your... of Dayton. Okay. They were number two for you. Okay. Yeah. Number, number, so, th- so number, you, number three is Richmond. Number three was you. Richmond. Yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. And number four for you. Hang on. I want to tell the folks out there that the college experience is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. late fall, college basketball, college football, the NBA bubble, UFC fight Island. It's pretty clear. That 2020 has been a year unlike any other. I know that just because I had a fucking tank go down my street when I was taking my dog out, right? Which is why you need a sports book like which offers unlike any other. Get some skin in the game with my bookie where odds boost, lightning deals, and free bets await all season long. And with Turkey Day right around the corner, there really is no better time to feast on some NFL, college football, college basketball action. I mean, have you seen? the, uh, the Thanksgiving slate of college basketball games and the day of, and the day before and the day after it's fantastic. So whether you're a first time customer, you've been playing with my bookie for years, there is no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets and contests that they offer every week, sign up or get reloaded today, find an edge, make your bet and get paid. They also boast a fully fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table slot and card games you'd expect to find at your local casino or perhaps in your neighbor's garage. And uh, the best part is at my bookie, the doors never close. So you can continue to build your bankroll. Even after the stadium lights have gone out, make the right play and sign up today at my bookie. And when you do use that promo code SGP to get your deposit matched halfway all the way up to a thousand bucks. The terms are simple. You put in $200. They'll match you with a hundred pretty simple math. If you were already planning to bet this season, this is uh this is free betting money. It's a no brainer. It's winning season at my bookie. So come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it only at mybookie.ag. All right. We're in the trenches here. I want to know what the hell you're thinking. So wait, it's on me for my number four. It's on. Me. I think so. So we are all over the place here. Usually in our, our previous co- uh, conference previews, we've been, you know, within a couple of picks, you know, we've had a pretty similar, we're, we, we seem to be all over the place here. So to recap, my number one was rich. My, my number two, St. Louis, my number three, the Bonnies and my number four Dayton. There you go. Uh, yeah. I mean, I kind of expected this with this conference because I, <laughs> I think it's, I mean, every night's must watch TV for when these, these teams are playing once conference play starts. I, I truly believe that, but yes, um, my, so to recap my number one, St. Louis, my number two, the flyers of Dayton, my number three, the spiders of Richmond and my number four team is going to be, I'm trying to think what the hell is this? Why am I drawing a blank on what their mascot is? Davidson. What are they? The wildcats or something? What is that? What are they? They are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wildcats, uh, I believe. Yeah. The wildcats. Cause look, I think I know a lot of people have them projected further back. They had some injuries last year. 
They also have, like I mentioned, a little guy named Bob McKillop who's been there since 1989. NC Nick, I'm not going to fade a guy who's been coaching since we were in diapers playing Tecmo Bowl. All right. I think you look at this team and there's tons of reason to be optimistic. And I'm starting with the guard play Carter Collins, 10 points a game, Kellen Grady, 17 points a game. And don't forget about the big man, Luka Brajovic, 10.3 points a game. I think there's room. I think there's room. I think the coaching, I think last year was their year. They struggled, right? They had some injuries. They just couldn't get the things together. They were really young. Not this year, my friend. I love the fact they have a senior backcourt. The youth is on the other side of the, the, you know, at the other spots, but I think this team is good. Give me McKillop. I'm trusting the coach here to get this thing. Well, done. He's, a, he's a great coach. He is. And a quick, quick sidebar story here. I've actually been to a game at Davidson when they great, had Steph Curry, nice, right? cozy, nice, cozy, small arena, just North of Charlotte. Me and uh, me and our oldest brother went there to watch one Steph Curry back in the day when he was on Davidson. And actually it was an awesome game. The place was packed. It was rowdy. It was fun. They actually lost in overtime to college of Charleston. Uh, it was a great game. Bobby uh, Crimmins. Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Steph Curry, you know, he probably had 35 points or something, but it was an awesome game and an awesome environment. So I'm a big fan of Davidson. I'm a big fan of uh, Bob McKillop. I have them at six this year. Uh, you mentioned a couple guards that got, they did lose John Axel Gudmundson. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, great uh, Viking name there. It yeah. sounds like I'm sure he's <laughs> from Sweden or something, but uh, you know, I'm a little worried about the talent on the team. They have most of the team returning. Uh, they bring in a couple three-star recruits. The team is flying under the radar and they could definitely surprise it, uh, a few folks. Uh, that's probably right where Bob, Bob McKillop wants to be too. So, you know, with, he's an excellent coach and especially come, you know, late February, March, the team is probably playing good ball. So I don't, you know, mind your pick at all. I didn't have them quite as high as you, but I'm definitely a fan of the program. I have them coming in sixth. Boo. All right. Who's your four then? Well, my four is already mentioned. My four was Dayton. My five is the Rhode Island Rams. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Let me tell you why I'm a big fan of the little senior five ten point guard fats. Russell. Yeah. He uh, he's play. a guy that averaged over. Eight. Yeah. He's a baller man. And you know, I love riding a senior point guard, um, especially like an undersized guy who just knows how to use his body, knows how to use angles, know how, you know, he knows how to, you know, set up teammates, but also score himself. He averaged over 18 points a game. Rhode Island does lose. They lose a lot. They lost three of their top four scores from a year ago, but they have a bunch of transfers coming in. Um, they got the two twins from Maryland and a guy from Syracuse. These guys didn't do a whole lot of their previous schools, you know, but they are major conference guys. So maybe they'll do a little bit better in the eight ten. Overall, I like the team. I think, you know, you put a few pieces around Fats Russell and that senior undersized point guard with a chip on his shoulders is going to take you places. So I think Rhode Island surprises a few people and finishes higher than, than some think. Interesting. I like that play. Um, I, I do think, uh, I do think David Cox is, is doing a decent job. They're taking over for Hurley. 
but I, I think uh, you, I got to worry about the little bit. Of, they did lose Toppin, you know, Obi Toppin's brother. Uh, they lost a lot. They lost Tyrese Martin. Um, but Fats Russell is a stud. Kind of reminds me of a, a, a Matt, like a poor man's Iverson. He's like if Muggsy Bogues studied Allen Iverson's game. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, or maybe Spud Webb. Maybe that's better. Um, there you go. There you go. But but yeah, I mean, I I, I see. I think they're a team that uh, they could easily put it together. And uh, you know, like I said, I I think between eight or nine and, and one, there's only going to be four or five differences in the games games back. So, I mean, that could come down to the final two or three weeks of the season. Um, I have Rhode Island at my number eight spot. So lots of differences. I like it. We're all over the place here. Um, at my number five, I'm going, I'm going to a familiar place. Uh, used to success in the A10 or the CAA. I'm going to Richmond, Virginia, and taking the V Virginia Commonwealth Rams VCU baby. Look, this team still runs of press. They're still athletic as all can be. Um, now you know shooting's never been their forte. If you've ever watched uh Virginia Commonwealth play basketball, uh, but they also bring in. Uh, Levi Stockard from K state who I watched at K state. I think he's going to fit right in K state's style fits right in with VCU. Look, they got no one that averaged double digits. They lost a shit ton of players. Santos Silva transferred to what? Texas tech. Uh, Isaac van's gone. Malik Crawfield. Uh, I mean, all of Marcus Evans gone. I just trust the pedigree. This program has been good for like fucking 20 years, dude. Remember Eric Maynard? I know that you remember him because he he put a uh, a knife to your to your Duke team. But my my angle here. Why is, you gotta bring that up, man? Why you gotta bring that up? <laughs> my angle We're here. Twenty 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 one. Right. My angle here is this though. I know I look and I I, I see Nashawn Highland as like their main player, and I see a lot of inexperience. But man, I know VCU. They're always in my opinion, they're probably the most athletic team in the a 10 year in year out. So I know they're going to press and just be living hell uh, to, to opposing teams that, that, that come down to Richmond or, or play VCU. So I just know because of their physicality, their defense, I think they're still going to, they're still going to finish in the upper half of this conference. Give me, give me VCU at number five. Yeah. So I got a strong disagree with you there. I got a VCU at eight. Um, you know, what if I told you that VCU last year went eight and 10 in the conference, 18, 13 overall, you know, they finished they, last year, they finished ninth in the conference and they went two and eight in their last 10 games. Plus they lose four of their top five scorers. I understand they have a recruit from K state, but the guy only scored three or four points a game at K state. I don't know how good he is. Um, they have, they have the top recruiting class in the A-10, uh, but the A-10 doesn't recruit players that are going to step in right away. Uh, you know, they, you know, these recruits, there's four, three stars. So usually it takes a couple years for those guys to contribute. Um, when I look at the roster, I don't see the talent, you know, they don't like, I think you mentioned, they don't have anybody returning that's averaged over 10 points a game, but isn't that, how, I don't see how, isn't that how VCU always does it as far as like, 
I mean, I get it. They lose players that are you know, Marcus. I mean, Silva Santos was huge. That was a huge loss when he grad transferred to Texas yeah. tech. They were, I'm pretty sure they were not anticipating that, but I mean, I feel like this program over 20 years now we have this pet. Like at what point do you distrust the system? At what point? Well, you know, like I mentioned last year, they finished ninth and they went eight and 10. So if you were doing this preview at the beginning of last year, and you said, trust the program, it, it wouldn't have worked out for you last year. Um, I have them eighth this year, which is still an upgrade over last year, but looking at the roster, I don't see how they get any higher than that. I, I, the other schools in front of them, I think there's just more talent at equal or better coaching. Um, I, I, have, I think this VCU. Uh, I'm sorry. Ahead. I'm sorry. I, I'm saying I have their schedule up from last year. All right. They lose to Purdue by three. Tennessee by three, right? They, they lose to uh, where are we at here? They lose to well, Rhode Island got them by nine, but you look at this Dayton got them by six, right? Uh, well, no Rhode Island. Damn Rhode Island's their kryptonite. Rhode Island got them by nine and 12. Uh, they did drop a bad loss to Mason, but there's a little bit of a rivalry there. They lost by five to Mason. They lost by five to Dayton they lost. Okay. They got killed by St. Louis close game to UMass close lost by three to Duquesne. I think you look at this, you say, oh yeah, I understand they lost a lot, but you think they're losing their edge or you think that sometimes the ball just bounce. Sometimes your team just loses. Sometimes, sometimes like you, you, it's a snowball effect and a brand new team sometimes can be a good thing. I just know they're always talented, man. Every time I watch them, they play that full yeah. court press. They play that full court press. It's going to be a living like teams like Davidson really struggle. I feel like when they play a VCU and they're just, they're no, they're not nearly as athletic and you have to play that full court press all game long. Yeah. You mentioned the snowball effect and that's certainly what happened towards the end of last year. Like I mentioned, they went two and eight in the last 10 games. Uh, yeah. So maybe you had some people already figuring out what they were going to do on their spring break or something. They were, you know, checking out, they realized they weren't going to make the tournament. They kind of quit, you know, so maybe it's good to get rid of those, you know, like disgruntled players. The, the Santa um, Silva hit is huge though, man. The, there's no, there's no getting past the Santa Silva transfer to, to Texas tech because he's a complete star. Yeah. I, they, I mean, right now there's a void of talent and a void of experience. So uh, like I said, they have a, the best recruiting class in the A-10 coming in. So they're down right now, but they won't be down for long. I expect VCU to struggle a little bit this year. I think of, you know, 500 record in conference is pretty much the best they're going to do. I don't think they sniff the postseason. Uh, I expect bigger bigger things in years to come, but I'm not on the Rams this year. Now, this is where I tell the audience that you are a George Mason graduate. George Mason's rival is the VCU Rams. So keep that, <laughs> keep that in mind guys. You know, I'm i I'm an unbi- unbiased uh, pro- uh, prognosticator here, buddy. <laughs> All right. Who do you got at six? Cause I have St. Bonaventure at six. So we went through their roster. Who do you got at six? My number six school was Davidson. Okay. So we got there. So my number seven, we Talk went about that. We went through Davidson. My number seven yeah. is a team that, uh, you know, I they've been especially two years ago. Last year they were decent to me. Two years ago they were a machine for me. They were pretty much. I'd I feel like I'd lock them every fucking Saturday. And I'm talking about Duquesne. 
Um, they did have a lot of transfers. They had people leave two years ago. Uh, I think one's at Oregon. I mean, they're scattered throughout the, the country, but I'm always impressed when I watch Duquesne. My problem is, is the coaching really, I, I don't mean to throw shade at, uh, at Keith Jambolt, but I'm saying every time you watch it, they have some great, some one-on-one players that are completely jaw dropping and sincere carries one of those. I think also Marcus Weathers and Michael Hughes, all good players, even uh Tavian Dunn Martin, they have, this is a team that will like throughout the year you'll see, and you'll probably watch them beat the one, like, like Nick has Richmond at the one spot. I have uh St. Louis watch Duquesne beat one of those schools by 20 because they have very skilled players. But in my opinion, they can never always put it together at a consistent level. Unfortunately, uh, a few years ago, I was ahead of the curve. Like I mentioned, I, I feel like they had recruited really well and brought in these players that were playmakers and the country didn't know about them. They thought, Oh, it's the old Duquesne. Um, I, I still like this team. I still think they're, I, I would actually tell you the truth. I'm banking on the fact that the coach doesn't have them together essentially because they, I can tell you this, when you look at the actual skill level, they're like a, they're like a number two or three to me on in the, in the eight ten. Well, finally, we are uh, in agreement with our number seven spot because I have Duquesne also, I, you know, definitely, you know, went up to Pittsburgh. Um, they only lose one guy who was a major player from last year. You know, one of their two big men in, in Bailey Steele, who averaged about nine and five. Other than that, they're running it back. You know, they got five guys that average in double digits, um, seven returners in total, and then a, a whole boatload of, of unheralded freshmen. Uh, so the team isn't deep, but the starters are battle tested and they're certainly ready to try to break into the top five. You know, they finished 21 and nine last year, 11 and seven in the conference. They finished six in the conference. I almost feel bad picking them at seventh because I think they could do better. I think, you know, uh, I think with other teams losing more, it's almost a shame to put them a spot lower than last year. So I have Duquesne seventh, but I would not be surprised if they can't at least replicate, you know, their sixth place finish from a year ago, if not do better. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I think uh, Duquesne could surprise some folks. Yeah. I mean, they're a team. Like if you're a fan of any of these teams, you don't want to see this team. You don't want like to me, even if they're having a bad year, they just have the talent that I felt this way for a few years now when they had uh, Eric Williams. Um, yeah, they've been nasty and they're a scary team to me. I mean, there's talk about a team that I think could, could end up number one. That's what I'm saying. The contrast in this conference, it would not shock me if this team won the, the won the whole a 10. They just got to get their shit together from in my opinion. And I don't mean to shit on, but I'm saying from a coaching point of view, because I, I the talent's been there year in year out. And uh, so I have uh, Duquesne at seven. So that you had him at seven two. My eight is Rhode Island. Your eight is VCU. Correct. Correct. All right. So so take me to number nine. Who's your number nine team in? So you know we mentioned tiers. So I think the top tier is probably eight. But with a good year, this ninth team might be able to get to the next tier. I'm assuming that one through eight is one tier and then nine through 11 is a second tier. And then you have the bottom two. Uh, but yeah, my number nine school is UMass. I agree. And I actually kind of, I kind of still throw them into 
the first tier uh because they they they're kind they kind of remind me of Duquesne in a way where I feel like they're really talented and then and then they just they can't put it together on a consistent basis but I think they're a talented team um and and I think they can on on, on a bad night you play them and you will lose that game Matt McCall doing a decent job there I feel like um you look at this roster I have them in the same spot so we agree there um, but they have three guys that average in double digits, uh, TJ weeks, Carl Pierre and Trey Mitchell. And I think those guys will keep them in, in the race. Essentially. I think that's why I, I, I draw the tier after UMass, obviously Javon Garcia at, at the point guard spot is going to be huge. They're going to need him to really step in. I also wonder about the uh, Wichita state transfer, Noah Fernandez. Uh, hopefully he can contribute. But uh, yeah, I expect them to be there. I know they lost Diallo and and, and a couple other guys, ba- Baptiste uh, or Baptiste, but um, I expect them to be in the mix still. I I think I although I have them at ninth, that's really them and Duquesne are mystery teams to me. They really are. Yeah, well, I mean, UMass UMass went eight and ten in conference last year. The, you know, the same conference record as VCU, so they're not too far down. They're not, you know, uh, a cellar dweller. They're not a basement team. They had a pretty good year last year. Um, I mean, for UMass, UMass has been down for a long time. I mean, ever since Calipari was there, they said they haven't seemed to, to be able to put things together since he left. Um, you know, so yeah, they bring their top three guys back, you know, two guards and a big man. That's, that's not a bad place to start a team. And uh, you toss in a couple transfers coming in, a couple freshmen, and you know maybe UMass does have their best team since the Calipari days. I think they'll have a solid year. You know, like there's could be lots of fluctuation in this you know middle of the road A10, but uh, UMass could surprise a few folks. Uh, I think they're not. Tw- yeah, I think I think this is a good spot for them. I don't see them going any worse than ninth. They could actually end up a few, you know, a few spots better potentially. All right, we agree there. Okay, take me to ten. Is ten? Are we still seeing eye to eye on ten? I wonder. I'm not going with my alma mater quite yet. I'm going to go about ten, fifteen miles up the road from my alma mater and go with GW. I have met eleven. I went with Mason at ten. But ah, well, you're you're a better man than me. I like that. I like how you weren't a Homer, but let's, let's talk colonial basketball because obviously they uh, broke in a new coach. What just a year ago, I feel like. And uh, yeah, I felt like we thought they were going to be absolutely horrible last year. And I really feel like they, as the game pro or as the season prolonged, they, they were turning a corner and they're bringing in a shit ton of transfers this year on the bench. But from a starting perspective, they got Jameer Nelson jr at the point, And this kid's pretty electric, 10 and a half points a game, four and a half boards, 1.8 steals. Is this guy nasty or what? But also Maceo Jack Jamison battle, the colonials. Could they be Could they be slept on a little bit by us? Well, you got, you know, three, um, you know, starters returning that averaged over 10 points a game. So that's a you know, good foundation for a team there. If you look at the, um, starting five, a senior, a junior, and three sophomores. So I think even, you know, you mentioned Maceo Jack's a hell of a player, but so is Jameer Nelson Jr. You know, so this isn't GW's year. I think the program is slowly heading in the right direction. 
I mean, uh, they haven't been relevant since, since Yinkadare. Uh, I don't know much about the coach. I don't necessarily trust the coach, which is why I have them pretty low down in the A-10. Well, but, to, to, know, to, to defend him though, he's only been there a year. Talking about Jamie and Kristen at, at head coach. He's only been there yeah. one year. This is year two. So I agree, but I'm saying, yeah, well, I just, I just said, I don't trust him. I don't trust him. Cause I don't really know him. You know? Um, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's baby steps. I think they're slowly heading in the right direction. I think uh, they have a chance to improve on their, their six and 12 conference record this year. Maybe get, you know, another win or two in conference. I think they're slowly headed in the right direction, but there's not a whole lot of talent there to get too excited about. You got five transfers coming in from all over the place. You know, who knows how they pan out. You know, you got Sienna, LSU, Vandy, Southern Miss, Mount St. Mary's. Most of these guys didn't do much at their previous schools. Who the hell knows? Um, yeah, you know, yeah. So I got GW coming in. Uh, what did I say? 10th. Yeah. Yeah, I got him at eleven. At ten, I went with. Right. Uh, I'm assuming eleven. You have the Patriots of George Mason. I got my alma mater, the George Mason Patriots. Still, still yearning for the days of Jim Laranaga, hoping he might be able to come back before uh, he, he finally retires. You know what pisses me off though is he wanted to stay there, and Mason didn't want to shell out the money. Just, just bullshit. This so is a wealthy the program. Mason. The problem is. The, that the, the president doesn't want or doesn't care or value the athletic programs because they they are a sleeping giant given their location, given their deep pockets. Uh, they don't even have a football team, and we've mentioned before a football program there would could potentially do really well. Their athletic director, and a basketball program, you know, that's made the final four. Their athletic director is Brad Edwards, former safety of the Washington Redskins, who won a Super Bowl with them. And then their assistant athletic athletic director is Daryl Green. They need to do a football program, but they also need to invest in basketball. That's all fine and dandy, but but that's all fine and dandy. But they report to the president, and if the president isn't willing to spend resources or see the value in the athletic programs, there's only so much those guys can do. I, I, I example that, one: Hey, Jim Laranaga. He yeah. just took you to a freaking final four. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, oh, he wanted uh, to stay yeah, too. as an alum. I am frustrated. Yeah, I know. That's, that's the worst thing about it. So yeah, I'm very frustrated with um, the president and the lack of resources going into the athletic department. Maybe that alone is why I have George Mason. Uh, <laughs> well, look, I mean, Dave, Pla- Dave Paulson, I, I, uh, I'm a skeptic on his coaching philosophies at George Mason. I might've worked at, where was he at Bucknell or something? I forget. But, um, uh, I, I picked him here. They got an, somewhat of an experienced team coming back. But one of the things I, I really hate, I don't think it's necessary to go play that much small ball when you're at George Mason, you're in the Atlantic 10, you're at a, a school that's got a rich history in basketball. And this guy is content with playing really small ball. Now I will say, I think this year's team is actually a little bit bigger, but my knock against them have been when you watch these, the, the Mason teams, they're always severely out rebounded they're, they're, and And that wasn't always the case under Laranaga. I feel like they were kind of some junkyard dogs that they had uh, who George Evans, remember George Evans, they had some big men that got it done. Uh, right. Right. 
we'll see how it uh, we'll see how it goes. I know they had Jeff Grayer Jr. uh what uh, I guess that was 2 years ago, but um you know, bringing back Javon Green, Jordan Miller, AJ Wilson is my my logic on taking them at the 10 spot for me. Um Xavier Johnson also at point guard. Um my really big question is is like this team I, I just think it's a make or break year. I know COVID might buy him another year, but it's, it's, I, I don't like his, I don't like what he's done coaching wise. I, I always feel like they get destroyed with a physical team. They, they get destroyed against a VCU traditionally. It's more athletic and it's like, yeah, okay. That kind of happened with Larinaga where they would lose one or two, but they were still, they had an edge to them from a competitive point of view defensively. These teams, I just feel like, are just they're they're just. Well, Larnaga's a tough guy, man. Yeah. Larnaga's teams are tough teams. You know, Larnaga's from New York City, and you know he brings a certain amount of toughness with them, and that toughness has definitely been lacking ever since he departed. Yeah, but I still took them above GW just because I'm uh, I'm hopeful, but I also think uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be really close. <laughs> I think those two teams will be really close. They're kind of mirror images to me. Uh, but I went with Paulson maybe, maybe maybe because he's in year five. I think that was really my logic was like, this needs to be the year he has some type of, uh, you know, just getting to the top, top six of the a 10. We'll take that as a win. But if not, I think they should can him. but unfortunately COVID might buy him another year. So, and I imagine we probably have the same team coming in 12th. Hang on before we get to 12. I want to tell you, that, I think the last hang on, hang on before we get to 12, I want to Go tell ahead. you that the college experience is brought to you by thrive fantasy. Come prop up on thrive fantasy this season. Thrive fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. The response from SGP listeners for thrive fantasy has been nothing short of amazing. So they're hooking up with listeners with a thousand dollar free roll for Thursday night NFL games. That's right. A thousand dollar free roll. Use that password DGen to enter. Yeah, I said that correctly. Password DGen. And with Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top tier athletes and that have the biggest impact of the game. If it's NFL, you choose 10 of the available 20 player props to build your lineup. If it's PGA, MLB, esports, choose five of the available 10 player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit, hit the most props, rack up the most points to uh, win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has over $50,000 in guaranteed prizes weekly and has awarded over $1.6 million in cash prizes. So use that promo code SGP when you sign up today and you will receive an instant match up to $50 on your first deposit with the four times rollover. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store, or Google Play Store, or by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. And don't forget that promo code SGP. All right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I still got to read one more ad between these things, but I'm saying we're at what number uh, 12. Who are you going with at number 12? Yeah. Um, Well, considering there's a a pretty clear and definitive bottom two, I'm guessing that we agree that LaSalle is at number 12. Uh, Well, I, I agree. Well, some of that is because I hate that. I have a disliking to St. Joe's because they fired Phil Martelli wrongfully <laughs> fired my guy, Phil Martelli. So I, I, uh, I have LaSalle there. Just, I, I, I actually looked at it and was like, Hmm, maybe I would go with St. Joe's, but I, I just can't back those guys. You know, even if it's one spot, 
Give me LaSalle. <laughs> I was, I was a Lionel Simmons fan. The L train. Remember him and Mike Izzy, you know, I'm probably but- butchering that pronunciation, but uh, yeah, I, 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 I can't go. I can't go with uh, St. Joe's until later. Um, I do have LaSalle. What do you think about this uh, LaSalle team? I mean, obviously you look at this team, it's hard to be really optimistic. You got to hope that transfer Clinton or Cl- I'm sorry, Clifton Moore, the transfer from Indiana pans out. But uh, besides that, it's all David Beatty. Yeah. Uh, and, and really, uh, H- Hakeem. Yeah, you're right. You know, go. Yeah. So they lose two of their top three scores, but the leading scorer does return. Now granted the leading scorer, David Beatty only averaged uh, 10.7 points per game. So the team struggles to score. We're hoping that the Indiana transfer definitely helps. He didn't do a whole lot in Bloomington, but you know, they're you know, the drop down from the big 10 to the eight 10, maybe uh, a little bit older. Clifton Moore can, can step in and uh, be productive. Yeah, there's not a whole lot to say here. I mean, this team is not going to be very good, but compared, I mean, they won four more conference games last year compared to St. Joe's or Fordham. That alone makes me believe that they have more talent than those two schools overall. So uh, yeah, I have LaSalle coming in at uh, number 12. The Explorers and head coach Ashley Howard. He's entering year three. So perhaps he could continue to climb up a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm with you. And then uh, after that, I have St. Joe's. Do you have St. Joe's? I do. Yeah, I think St. Joe's has more talent than Fordham. I think they got a better Team they, they actually might have more talent than LaSalle. I, I, I think it's going to be close. I know Billy Lang. I, I didn't no disrespect to Billy Lang. I just think that uh, if Martelli was such a great coach, you're fucking foolish. He should, but Ryan Daly averaged uh, just shy of 21 points a game. So they have a complete stud and him and Cameron Brown should be able to provide enough offense to really put a threat into some teams, even Taylor funk at the power forward spot. And even Miles Douglas coming off the bench. Um, what do you think? Uh, you think? Uh, I mean, look, they could be better in LaSalle. I'm just, I'm just holding a little bit of a grudge with the Martelli thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you look at the roster on paper, it does appear they have a better roster. Um, but they lost, you know, or they won four less games in conference. I mean, this is a team that went two and sixteen in the in the A10. They went six and twenty six overall last year. They're, they were one of the worst teams in division one. You know, sometimes when you look at, you know, points per game and rebounds per game, that's all fine and dandy, but are they winning? Uh, they didn't do much winning last year. They only won six games. So uh, they don't play much defense. You know, uh, you can average, you know, Ryan Daly might average 20 a game, but what's he doing on the defensive side? Uh, I, I can't sit here and lie and say, I've, I've watched a whole lot of St. Joe's, but there's a reason for an awful, awful record last year. So they have, they have to prove it to me first, uh, get out there, win a couple of games, change my mind. Yeah. I, I'm with you, man. And, uh, as much as, yeah. And look, I, I traditionally used to have a soft spot in my heart for St. Joe's love those teams with Marvin O'Connor back in the day, but, um, yeah. All right. So I think we agree on the last team, but before we get to the last team, I want to tell you that the college experience is brought to you by ACE per head. You ever thought about starting your own sports book, but don't know how? 
Well, guess what? Ace Per Head is here to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They got top-notch customer support going 24-7 and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace Per Head offers a live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today, and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. P and we get down to, we both agree. The last team here is Jeff Newell Who's entering year five at Fordham, the Fordham. What are they? The Rams, I believe, right? No, what are they? Yeah. Rams Fordham Rams. Look, you look, there's at- really three Rams in the eight ten. Yeah. They got to fix that. It's like sec <laughs> with bulldogs though, right? What Mississippi state wow. or no sec with tigers. Missouri Tigers, Auburn Tigers, yeah. LSU Tigers, but you also have two Bulldogs. How about yeah, some originality? Only, only two Bulldogs, but 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 Rams, Rams is you know Tigers and Bulldogs a little more common than Rams. Is there any other? There's I guess Colorado State Rams. Is that the only other? No, there's got to be there's got to be 150 schools. There's got to be another Rams out there. I know Colorado State, but I wouldn't surprise me at another school if there's the Rams. Well, thundering herd. Thundering herd is kind of a ram, right? Rams. Yeah, no, but thundering herd. That's a great name. That's that great that's name. unique. That's classic. Yeah. But yeah, Fordham. They also went two and sixteen last year, tied for last with St. Joe's. And the thing about Fordham is that they lose two of their top four scores from a years ago, from a year ago, and in Erton Gazi and Antoine Portley. So this team's going to struggle again. They don't really have any recruits coming in. So they're kind of relying, I'm sorry, any um, transfers coming in. So they're going to rely on, you know, a couple freshmen and just guys growing within the program. Um, so let me know how that strategy works out for you. Cause it looks, it doesn't seem like it's going too well at Fordham. I mean, Jalen Cobb and what Chuba Ohams are, are your guy. Ohams. Um, they are starting five upperclassmen. Are you sure it's not Chuba? Yeah, it's true. It could be Chuba. Uh, I get what you're doing there with your nah, Chuba. You know our, our our DFS pod from last week, but never mind. I I digress. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I'm saying I don't know. They're starting five upperclassmen. There, there's not a lot of talent on this team. You look at Ohams. You look at Cobb. That's where you start. Hopefully Navarro works out a point guard for you. But yeah, I mean. And the only positive thing I can really say besides Cobb and Ohams is that you got five upperclassmen starting and, and traditionally you want your upperclassmen playing. They're more experienced, but a lot of this whole conference is more experienced. So perhaps, um, perhaps they will uh, be able to, this team was really injured last year too. I feel like that's something that needs to be, they were not healthy. So perhaps maybe they can get the ball to bounce uh, the right way. And I mean that, you know, in the injury, in an injury type of, of, of wave, like if they can stay healthy, because I do believe that at Fordham, you probably struggle for depth, but maybe they can, I mean, shit, I look at this, I look at George Mason's roster. I don't think there's a giant gap, you know, maybe, they, maybe they can come yeah. up a spot or two. Yeah, sure. So, all right. So last question, how many teams on the a 10 make the tournament? Well, what do you think? Well, I think there should be more, but you know, they'll put in, especially in a season like this, they're going to put in like a, uh, right. A, what a, a, right. a seven, uh, what there's only like 28 games this season. They're going to put in like a 14 and 14, uh, 
Arkansas Clemson Tigers yeah, yeah, Clemson, yeah. Uh, over, over probably what probably St. Bonaventure, who is my sixth seed or five, or how about this at VCU at, at five, I think three will get in. I think four or five should personally. Yeah. I was going to say four, but you're probably right. It's probably more like three, especially um, this year when you don't have that much opportunity to yeah. really show it at a conference. Right. Right. So, yeah. Unfortunately, you're probably correct. I would think about only three schools get in, but four or five definitely should. Hey, we're big a 10 fans here. They play really good basketball in this conference. If you haven't watched much of them tune in, cause it's, it's really good. It's a really good brand of basketball. We've like, we've been saying through the whole podcast, there's not a lot of separation between these teams. Expect a lot of close finishes, exciting basketball, good stuff. There we go, man. And if you're a first time listener to the, uh, our Atlantic 10 podcast, we are the college experience, me, Patty C NC, Nick, we break down, uh, we handicap every single college football and college basketball division one football game. Yes. Yeah. I know what you're thinking. Holy shit. College basketball, every game. Yeah. We're covering Chicago state. Yeah, we do it. We do it here. We release a spreadsheet at sports breaking down or handicapping every single division one college football and college basketball game. It happens, uh, you know, obviously pretty much year round where we're previewing college basketball and college football. So make sure you subscribe. We're available on all platforms and uh, yeah, um, it, it, we don't ever charge for our picks. We've been over 500 picking every fucking game. Think about that. Every game in college football and college basketball D one we have picked and we've been over 500 every single year doing it. Our, we also give away our locks, which have been way over in 50%. So make sure you subscribe. Make sure you check out sports gambling Cause you want to, cause NC Nick, who's here previewing his a 10 top, uh, what 14 teams. He also writes a couple great columns over at sports gambling Does a great DFS pot or uh, column. He also joins me on the DFS podcast. If you want to play college football DFS against us, uh, follow at the Colby D or follow at NC underscore N I C K, but also check out his column. And uh, yeah, that'll also soon be DFS college basketball, right? NC Nick. You damn straight, man. It's coming. We got what less than two weeks away. Let's do this. Yeah. So, so please make sure you subscribe to, to all the, the college experience and everything that we put out. But uh, yeah, uh, one of the ways we don't charge for picks, like I mentioned, we're over 50% doing this three and a half years. Uh, all we ask is you go to iTunes and give us a five-star review. Even if you've done it before, we would appreciate it again because our sponsors look at the comments. They look at much, how much activity is happening. They say, Hey, people like these bozos. Let's give them money to talk about it. And hopefully then we can give you more breakdowns, more coverage of the Rhode Island Rams and all the other Rams in college basketball and college football. So please, uh, you know, if you can, uh, if, if you can find that kindness in your heart, I'd appreciate it. And, uh, and yeah, uh, if you do that, make sure you take a screenshot on your phone or whatever. Have your fucking girlfriend take a screenshot. I don't know, but then uh, tag me at the Colby D on Twitter and I'll enter you in a raffle to win some sports gambling podcast or college experience merch. And I'll put it like this. When I enter you, you're going to win something. You're going to win. It just might not be one week. It might be two weeks or three weeks. You're, we're going to get you something because we care about you at the, the college experience and the sports gambling podcast. So please do that. I'm on Twitter. Like I said, at the Colby D NC Nick on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. 
Patty C who joins us and picks games with us also on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one. And we are part of the sports gambling and sports gambling podcast network. They're on Twitter at uh, the SGP network. Give them a follow. And uh, yeah, this is the college experience Atlantic 10 style. We got it coming two weeks away, baby. You better start thinking about yours and we out. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer. Your home is more connected than ever. So when one kid is schooling the competition, got it. The other is getting schooled. The mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. And you're streaming a webinar for work and the latest episode of your favorite show at the same time. Shh. Your Wi-Fi needs to be able to handle it. That's why Xfinity never stops working to bring you faster, more reliable Wi-Fi. So you can do it all, all at the same time. Xfinity, the future of awesome. Learn more at Xfinity.com.